Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by... We're not doing the by anymore. By? By talking about various topics and leading them back to the gospel. There you go. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Brent Gromlich. And today we're going to cover three topics. We're going to talk about uh, famous things. Do you want to be famous? How do we fight sin? And do you have any desire to just go fight someone? Do you remember the song... Um, Want to be a rock star or something like that? Uh-uh. Oh man, he's, Sorry. A, he's a bye. I don't know. This is making for a great intro. But in bigger and better news, yeah. Rob shares a story that him and his wife are having a baby. Baby! And it's a boy. It's so a boy. You're going to want to hear that story, so tune in. Good day. Excited to be recording. Yes. We uh, with this longer break in between episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh, I get the the itch. Yeah. To record. Yeah, man. So, well, ha- we're happy here to be back. To scratch that itch for you, Rob. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> That's our our goal here this afternoon. Th- thank you. That's <laughs> very appreciated. Speaking of that, <laughs> there are actually probably few things in life as good as a, a good back scratch. When, in, um. My wife gives me a back scratch. <laughs> and like, they just like sense where like the itch is spreading. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's, nope, you know. And they're like, wow. It's yeah, pretty, you, you it's pretty impressive. Finley, Finley yeah. is obsessed with back scratches. <laughs> if I give her a hug, for those who may be new to the program, Finley is my three year old daughter, about to be four. If I give yes. her a hug and like let my finger like kind of go Brush, across her yeah. back a little bit. She's like, ooh, daddy, scratch. <laughs> scratch hard. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna, I don't want to make you bleed. She's like, hard. <laughs> okay. She's like blood pouring out of her back. <laughs> it's just a back scratch, I promise. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Rob, um, so, I mean, it's been a while. Not super long, but it's been a few weeks. We're, we're back weeks. at it. We're and back. Um, Yeah, hopefully the listeners um, are enjoying the new format. The new format. I and, hope so. And um, do you think we like? I would assume we've lost some listeners over that. Potentially, I don't know. Do you think we've gained any listeners? Any anyone new who's like, yeah, that's that's is cool. You know what? I don't know. Okay. Um, if okay. you are listening and you are tuning in and see, how would they know the new format? I'm trying to think. It's not like they. No, we know. That's what they don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They just start turning. If like, you guys oh, like a like new this. format, then just let us know. Usually on a podcast, you, when you start listening, you might jump around to some previous kind of get a yeah, feel for what's going on here. You yeah. know. So if you do like the new format, let us know. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, um, it's probably not changing not for a while. <laughs> so the sweet breath of fresh air for us. So <laughs> so we we did yeah. it because Rick, <clears throat> no nope. three, three kiddos me. Well, the three kiddos are. That's your fault. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that is. <laughs> Don't blame me for the three kids. <laughs> they're, okay, they're mine. I'll be honest. <laughs> so, three kids. Um, yes. A church plant. Yeah. Uh, we have two with third on the way. That's yeah. public knowledge now. And yes. Church plant. And church I'm plant. working full time outside of the church, so it's, it's I, busy. It's I, busy. Before we move past this, I think this is the first time you've said this on the show that you're having a third child. It might be. So I just I don't want to just gloss over that. Okay, that's we're, a we're, huge deal. Third is due in July. It's been announced on social media, go, so I can't get in trouble for this. That's good. Yeah. Now, any idea who the father is? He <laughs> <laughs> <You> dummy. <laughs> are you talking? Are you sharing the gender? It's a boy. Yeah, it's a boy. Okay, that was announced on social media as well. Okay, so okay, okay. It's out that there was, for the world. That was kind of the joke behind the joke because Rob has two girls and he's been wanting a boy for so long, and mm-hmm. we've all obviously been wanting to have a boy. But then when it was like a boy, I was like, ah, wonder, yep. who, wonder who the father is. <laughs> who, who could produce a boy? We I mean, know not Rob. <laughs> now we are genuinely elated for you, brother. Yeah, thank you. How? how um, Give us a, just a quick breakdown. What was that like finding out it's a it's a boy? Like so, we went to this place that um, you can find out early. Okay, so so you can do a blood test, which yes. I mean will show the um, genetic structure, and mm-hmm. so X Y. 
chromosomes, then you know it's a boy. If it's XX, it's a girl. Um, Is despite, that how? despite what culture okay. may say, <laughs> regardless of right, what anyone says, you're very um, <laughs> ignorant, aren't you? Yeah, clearly. The um, w- that costs like a few hundred bucks. We didn't want to do that just to know a few weeks. We love our kids, but we're not that anxious. Yeah, no, I understand that. And there was this place in town that I think I think Candace went to. I think she was the one With that Levi. Yeah, yeah, Danielle heard about yeah. it from. And it was 50 bucks mm-hmm. to go in. You get an ultrasound, they show, and we were doing the ultrasound, and it's this real nice place. Yeah. You would go, would you the word swanky be in there, or just like. The room would be swanky. Just kind of like upscale. Um, yeah, upscale would be better. Okay. So we yeah. go in, and I'm like, okay, this, this clearly isn't an OB place because it, it yeah. seems like a little less clean like it's not that it was dirty okay but ob is like upscale and swanky and then less clean but i'm having a hard time the, here le- less clean than a doctor's <laughs> office like it's not sterile exactly okay, okay. and so and so we go That's in good. and there's this big room like the size of a mm. living room and wow. there's two 75 i'm guessing 75 inch flat screens on the tv and there's a huge couch that can hold probably 12 15 people one couch I mean, it's like one of those big U ones. Oh, like a, yeah. Yeah. And um, then know. there's a spot where Danielle lays down, the doctor does the ultrasound. And did you sit on the couch? Yeah, yeah. Did you like spread out? I did not. I was chasing around Lennon. Oh, okay, you had Lennon with you. Yeah, okay. it was Finley and Lennon. But Finley was mesmerized watching this ultrasound. Oh, yeah. And um, and she's like, all right, like we're, she's moving the thing around, yeah. telling us. Um, okay, things look look healthy. Da, 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 da. This is that. That's that. Yeah, and and which, by um, the way, is remarkable that oh, people yeah. can train and learn how to read ultrasounds. Because, like, even you'll meet people who are like, "Oh, I've had three kids. I can read an ultrasound." I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah, you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just gray and black and like shades of, of mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we're looking, and there is. Well, it looks like to be two legs. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure those are two legs. And there's something in the middle that was not there before. I think that, that third leg, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was telling this to Wes. And he's like, uh. He started quoting, I think it's from Beauty and the Beast. Like, there's something there that wasn't there before. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, that's pretty much went through my yeah, mind. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then doctor's like, you guys want to know what it is? And I'm like, if I've been misreading this ultrasound, <laughs> I'm going to be real <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> Like, that's what I'm thinking to myself. Yes, like, yeah. Yes, I would like to know. You're like, I'm pretty sure I know what that is. And I'm going to yeah. be real disappointed if it's not what I think this yes. is. Yes. And she said, that's leg, that's leg. And yep, this is a boy. And this is a like, boy. All right, great. So there was like a huge exhale. Was there? Okay. Praise the Lord. Was there, was there any like, did Danielle kind of get uh, watery-eyed, misty, cry? No, I don't think so. She, you? She was really excited. No. You weep like a baby? I, I'm not okay. much of a crier. I, um, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen you cry. I have I, I will cry from time to time. I'm not the guy who's like, oh, I, I can't remember the last time I cried. Well, can you remember, just, can no. you remember the last time you cried? <laughs> I can remember eight times. Because you just said you didn't. <laughs> you, I can remember you're... several times that I've cried as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the um, last time. I don't know what the most recent one would have been. Okay. All right. That's fair. So. Uh, so there you are on the couch. Yep. Watching the, on the 75-inch screen. Yep. Boom. Another kid. It's a boy. Yep. We're pumped. Confetti, lights. No confetti. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So but. you guys are pulling for a boy, obviously. Yeah, we were praying I for a boy. I should say obviously, but yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. And I'm excited for you. And I will say there's usually the, the ultrasounds for boys are typically not misread. Yeah. So there's, there's not as much concern like, well, maybe they, they read it wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So, so that, was, that was encouraging. Good. Um, like I said, we were, we were praying for a boy. A buddy of mine yeah. had a boy, and he, I'm like, man, we've been wanting to get a boy because we want to have both genders. Yeah. And he's like, dude, we prayed for it. <laughs> the Lord says you, you, you have not because you asked not. We both wanted the boy, so we prayed for it. And Lord, yeah. we said, obviously, Lord, let your will be done. But right. we would like to have a boy. And I was like, doggone it. You're right. We're, we're going to be praying for a boy this time. There you go. And we did. And by God's grace, he decided to, to answer that That's prayer right. in the affirmative. Way to go. So, yeah, we're very excited. But now, do you have a name picked out? No. And okay. that, that'll be that'll be a fun discussion. Okay. Okay. I mean, it already has been a fun discussion. When you say fun, do you mean <clears throat> actually like literally fun or so just like it, we're going to go some rounds on this one? So we're going to go some rounds. Okay. Not not in like an argumentative sense. It's just it's taking much longer to, to come yes. to a name, yeah. So which is understandable. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit more picky. 
on this one. Okay, okay. Simply because I've I've kind of had the mentality of okay, like a mother typically really wants to name her daughter. Like mm. as long as they I don't want to marry, they don't want to name their sons. I know that. Just, <laughs> never, never. Yeah, you can call them number three if you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know there's like a little bit more. At least with Danielle, she would have she would have been bummed if she didn't have as much say. And so when it came yeah. with the girls, I was like, I was like, all right, if it's a name that I like. It's not. It's not Crazy Town over right. here. Like, I'm. I'm pretty down for it. What would be a name that would fit Crazy Town? Uh, I'm not going to say it because there might be somebody who has that. Anyway, so okay. Um, with, uh, with the son, I'm like, hey, yes. okay. We may not have another son. Yeah. This is number three. Yeah. Are you going to go for four? I don't know. Okay. We, I mean, okay. That's probably, fair. but I, I really don't know. Yeah. And the fact that we've gone three now, and it took till number three to get first boy. I'm like, yeah. this might be the only boy that we get to name. Yeah. So I would like yeah, put to your be, foot down. I would like to be a little bit. Yeah, throw some weight around. And we'll, we'll meet in the middle okay. somewhere. But okay. Yeah, we have not landed Would on you name. rather pick the first name or the middle name? It's a good question. I am pretty set on what the name <laughs> is that I'm going to put on the table. Okay. And okay. I have. Like, we have yeah. a list of like, I don't know, 20 names or something like wow. that. Wow. And if I have to choose one, she knows which one I'm going for, and I know which one I'm going for. I'm not saying it on here, at least oh, not as fine. of yet, because I do that's not fine. know if Danielle wants me to. That's totally fair. Um, so, yeah, it, whether it's the first or the middle is kind right. of indifferent to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you pretty much have it all made up in your mind. You just got to wait until Danielle comes around to your conclusion. Well, we just have to agree on what the other name will be, the middle name or the first name, whatever it is. Gotcha. So. All right. Cool. But yeah, that's a that's lot. Exciting. We just spent some time on that. That was good. That, that was that was because you didn't want to gloss over. So well, I didn't, and, <clears throat> and this is a big moment, and you might forget. You want to come back and remind yourself. There you I, go. You know, there you go. I'll have you to thank for it. Fifty-first date, something happens, and you have amnesia. You're gonna go back, and you're gonna listen to all these episodes and yeah. learn about yourself. Yep. That's what you're gonna do. So anyway, Rob, we're we're back on the saddle, asking some questions. Yes. So hold on. What, what was happening there was I was telling everybody how busy you are, how busy I am. Yeah. This, is, this is what's caused the new format. Yeah. Now, yeah. what we were doing was we just throw each other a few topics mm-hmm. the night before, and that's what we'll talk about. Cherish. You're mixing it up a little bit today, which is okay. I'm fine with that. Well, Might be interesting, I mean, but I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. it, Rick. Good. Rick has not told me what we're talking about. That's right. So that's right. I'm fine blind, and we, we kind of have a rule that if it's going to be something pretty weighty, then right. we will give each other a heads up. Yeah. So if that's not honored here, you guys know the rule. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we could all differ on what we consider weighty. So, <laughs> spit out my coffee. <laughs> so, okay. So here's the thing. Um, I'm gonna start off with a medium. I'm gonna go a little bit heavy. Okay. Nothing. It's nothing like it's. It's a you question. You should be able to answer it. <laughs> it's not a me question. It's a you question, and that's the heavy one. <laughs> we'll go as far as you can take us, Rob, on that. Um, and then I'm gonna end with a little bit more of a humorous one, but one. You'll enjoy. Okay, so the first the first question, and this is a topic. You definitely put more thought into this than I did. Well, I just, just scribbled I some, <laughs> some paper here. Okay, so here's the first question, Rob. Okay. Um, do, you, do you have any desire to be famous? Oh, man. <laughs> so when I, was, when I was in high school, um, and probably just growing up, yeah. absolutely. Okay. 100%. Okay. I want to be a famous baseball player. Yes. Like, I wanted to be the greatest baseball player ever play. Wow. And did you think that was possible? Oh, 100% I did. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now as I'm looking back, (laughs) I'm like, wow, that's pretty bold, wasn't I? (laughs) That might be an understatement, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But dude, when you're a kid, you're like, I can be the best ever. Like every kid wants to be MJ when he's playing basketball or maybe LeBron now. Yeah. So like that, that's just, (laughs) that's just how kids think. Yes. So I 100%. So you're there. I want to be famous. I want to be the best ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, fast forward to the last three years Mm -hmm. as an adult. Married kids, do you have any desire to be famous? There's still probably a little bit of a desire there. However, it is like if it was at 100% desire to be there, yes, I'd say it's less than 10% now. Okay. So, I mean, the Lord has all but taken that away. So a fifth of you wants to be. <laughs> so if you weigh 200 you have, pounds. <laughs> you have pretty bad math. If you think that less than 10% is a fifth. I was thinking about if you weigh 200 <laughs> pounds on... And I got lost. I didn't carry the two. <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. So you, you're saying 10%. I'm saying less. If, okay. So, I'm, I'm, so it could be 1%. I'm try, yeah, exactly. I'm saying 
that I think I would be overstating it if I said there was no desire ever. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, so here's the jump off point. All right. Okay. I want to talk about just the idea of being famous in celebrities in our Ooh, culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, like, what is a celebrity anymore? in the world we live in with technology, yeah, podcasting, YouTubing, like the idea of celebrities, what they were historically, which is still a pretty small chunk of time, compared to what they are now, it's like okay. everyone's a celebrity. I mean, you can be a celebrity for doing nothing, but like posting YouTube yeah, videos. Exactly. Well, I mean, right? the, the Kardashians, Kardashians are the, are the, the typical, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, first ones come out the gate famous for like, their, their money and their looks and literally nothing else and then they've actually turned that into being famous for, for actual things yeah. right so just this idea of celebrity how um, now that everyone's like a celebrity it means like in a sense nobody's a celebrity mm -hmm. but yeah you would think that like inflation like the more we have the decrease of value it would bring yep. but now I feel like the idea of celebrities and famous people like permeates our life more so than ever before I mean, we probably think about famous people more now as a people than we ever have in the past. Yeah. And we want to be famous or we want to be close to people that are famous. So the question is, like, why why is it that people are so enamored with this idea of, like, a, being a celebrity, being famous, being recognized? Do you have any take on that, Rob? I like how this is, like, interview style. But No, so it's just a comment, right? It's an yeah. observation. This is the observation. Like, we have a culture that is obsessed with celebrities. Yeah. And we now have more of them than ever imaginable. Yeah. Why is that? What's wrong with us? Because celebrities don't bring anything to your life. I mean, if you're a celebrity or your, like, best friend is, that's one thing. But unless you're, like, a celebrity or in some way getting a probably monetary benefit from a celebrity, they're not really bringing a whole lot to your world. Well, okay, so... I'm saying not nothing. I'm just saying not, not a whole I was going to say, so, for instance, like, Tom Hanks... Never met Tom Hanks. He's yeah. a celebrity. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed his movie. So he's yeah. brought something. Um, something. Not LeBron much. James yep. brought a championship to Cleveland. Okay. Ben Rossberger two to Pittsburgh. So like these guys. But those. But see, this is this is like the nuance. Yeah. Right. Those guys are are actually doing. They're like competing for something that that is like achievable. Right. So they could be nobodies, and they can still go win a championship and bring the title back. They don't have to be celebrities to do that. So there's a little bit of a distinction there. So I think I need to understand more so what well, you mean by celebrity it, then. Because in my mind, celebrity is somebody who... Anyone who's famous. Okay. But so I'm saying you, you, have to like, you, you have to nuance that a little bit. Yeah. Right? So like Joe Biden's famous. Yeah. Right? He's, he's bringing some major impact to your life. Yeah. <laughs> but he's famous not because of his, like, um, because people are just like clapping him up. There was a structure that yeah. he then climbed that brought him to fame, outside of we just love you, like like a like a mu music or TV entertainment. I guess is where we go. With that I'm going to exclude sports from that. Okay. In entertainment, you are driven before the masses to entertain them, mm -hmm. right? And then they applaud you for that and they worship you for it. You can't just be anybody because you've got to have this unique talent. Okay. Whereas, like, with politics, or even, like, we're seeing now with, with, with uh, business, you know, famous people who have, uh, in sports, I'll put sports in this, like, they've climbed a, a separate ladder that has ended up putting them in the spotlight. Yeah. So that's kind of the separation there. So okay. thinking about, like, just in general, though, LeBron James doing what he does, play basketball, great benefit, Wins championships. Okay. LeBron James as a celebrity personality, mm -hmm. what's he bringing? <clears throat> something, right? They're, they're bringing yeah, something. Yeah. Right? But the, just this idea, like, I mean, we're all enamored with celebrities, but we, we uh, why? Yeah, so I, I think part of it is because just as, as human beings, as people who are made in the image of God, we are always worshiping something. Mm -hmm. yep. And to see someone who we admire... Yeah. And that we have a desire to be like, to be in some way, shape, or form in their mm -hmm. image, we begin to give them more attention and affection. Yeah. When all of that attention and affection that is going toward a particular person because mm -hmm. of something that we admire about them, some of that, I suppose, could be healthy. Yeah. 
um, for instance, if it was a um, something that honors God, for instance, mm-hmm. you look at Spurgeon. You yeah. know, I mean, we admire Spurgeon because he proclaimed the Word of God, and right. we want to be like that in in various ways, and so the good thing. But when it's we admire the person for their celebrity status, so to speak, mm-hmm. it's almost this desire to be somebody that is larger than what God made you. Mm. Like, I, I mm-hmm. want to be mm-hmm. something bigger than just a human being. I want yeah. to be a force in society. I want to be well-known. I want to be... It, it, maybe for some people it's loved by everybody. Maybe for some people it's I want to have power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever that thing is, maybe I just want to have a lot of money or a lot of influence. Whatever that thing is, it's it's typically something that that god has and we're not satisfied in god having it right yeah we would like some of that ourselves and so the the celebrity status the worship of an individual if we want to be honest it's it's in some way a worship of an individual idolatry yeah yeah is all those people who are fanboying over Mm -hmm. that individual were made to fanboy so to speak but really to worship the living god right but we've redirected it to something else because that person is, in our eyes, more admirable yes. than the living yeah. God. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great take. I think that when you when you are assessing these things, like it it reveals our heart. I think what we do with celebrities, what we do with famous people, with whether we indulge in that world or we follow them or we admire them or we don't or or we give them too much attention, it just re- it can reveal something yeah. about our heart. Right, so you can't sit here and be like, "Well," or listening to this, and say, "Well, I don't care about celebrities, therefore I'm a I'm a great person. My heart is good." I'm not saying that, but I am saying for those who do feel that pull, like, "Man, I I, I want to be like that person mm-hmm. because they're they're famous for something." Yeah, be like Mike, or be like Mike. I want to be like whatever, whatever, so that I can have what is perceived but not real what is perceived is this this adoration and applause from man hmm. and you had yeah. this, this line you said that we want to be more than we are hmm. right and it's, it goes back to genesis 3 in the fall right we want we do want to be our own god for one yeah. but we also we don't want in the fall we don't want praise from god anymore we don't want affirmation from god yeah even in our sin nature even as regenerate believers like there's this tension of like i want we need we're designed for affirmation from our Creator. But in our sinful nature, we don't want that affirmation. We want affirmation from other fallen creatures, hmm. even those who don't even acknowledge God or honor God. Yeah. So it's just it's an indicator of our heart. It shows us where our heart is. I think um, there's a passage, Proverbs 4, like, keep your... Keep an eye on your heart, or guard your heart for from it flows kind yeah. of your life, right? Yeah. So this this idea of our own hearts, because um, we live in a as Christians, we're well integrated into the media of the world, right? So we're all watching TV, we're watching movies and shows, and what usually happens is someone says, "Hey, don't watch anything that's rated R, or don't watch anything with you know X, Y, and Z in it." Yeah. Which, to be fair, are probably actually really good principles. But to go a little bit of a different direction, like why is it that we can be enamored and begin to kind of love celebrities and people? You know, I think about like um, we're recording this on February 1st, and like half the state of Ohio is freaking out that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow's like the man. And he, great job. Proud of you, Joe. Way yeah. to go, yeah. right? But like Joe Smoking Joe. Smoke, like Joe Burr. He's Joe just, Cool. He's just doing the same thing like every other person's doing, right? He's probably trying to figure out how to do life. Like he's no better than anyone else. Well, the funny but thing is, he's doing something that we all want to like clap up. Yeah. It's you know. So there's just these things that it's revealing our heart. I mean, why do I value these things? Why am I? Why am I putting this person on this pedestal? Why am I? Whatever, whatever. And it really should cause you to stop it, Lord. Why am I doing that? Yeah. Why? Why do I? Why am I attracted to that? Yeah, well, it's funny because they, he just had a Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think it was a post game interview or something like that, and he was like, it, it still hasn't struck me. Like on the field, mm-hmm. things seem fine, yeah. things seem normal. He's like, but off the field, this like LeBron tweeting at me or so and so reaching out to me. And yeah, he's like, that still feels surreal. Yeah, like I just oh, feel yeah. like a normal guy. So 
puts his pants on one leg at a time. You know? That's right. That's right. All right. So so here's a question. I don't have this on my notes, Rob. So I'm going to throw this at you. This is going to be a this is a hot seat. This oh, is going to be a hot here take. We go. And you, you might want to edit this out. <laughs> Where are we here? Okay. What's, what's your time? I'm You're just right? making. I'm just checking the time just in case I need to. Do um, do you think Christians should watch movies or shows that have inappropriate like nude scenes in them or no, sex scenes? That's not hot. Like you can. All right. I don't have to edit that out. No, you should okay. not. <laughs> Expound for a moment, because I feel like there's just a lot of people who make excuses, and when I say I feel like I know there's just a lot of Christians yeah. who are like, oh, it's this is okay for this reason or that reason, and I've just always felt that felt those arguments completely weak, well, the superficial. Argu- yeah, the argument is it, if I um, see it, um, that that I've heard that I've heard made is yeah, just because I'm watching it doesn't mean I'm going to go cheat on my wife, or doesn't mean I'm going to go right. Um, have premarital sex or God. This is God's design. It's just artwork depicting what God has made. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, bad argument. Bad. So the reason that <clears throat> I have no problem saying this okay. is that I just want to give you a little bit of a yeah, thanks way out. But the uh, the scriptures are clear that we are not to be sexually immoral, mm-hmm. right? And sexual immorality is not just having sex with somebody outside of the bounds of a covenant marriage. Yeah, it's engaging in any form. Of mm-hmm. sexual sin, whether that's by yourself, or whether yeah. that's with um, a screen, or whether that is with another individual in the room, or right. several individuals in the room. There's right. all kinds of sexual yeah. immorality that can take place, and that was taking place in the in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so, we, the term sexual immorality is not just having sex with somebody, right? right. And so, we have to ask ourselves, what is sexual sin? Mm-hmm. And Jesus tells us that if we even lust after somebody in our heart, yeah, then we've already committed adultery. Yeah, we've already committed a sexual sin. Yeah, yeah. And I have a really difficult time believing that somebody could watch someone who is, because typically the the people who are in those kinds of scenes are people that those watching want to see in those kinds of scenes. They want to see them without I mean, their clothes on. They're rather attractive people. Well, That's what I'm getting standards. at. Yep. Yeah. And so, I I just cannot, um, I I just yeah. have a really tough time believing yeah. that you have zero desire for that person in that moment. Yeah. Also, the scriptures say to flee from temptation. That's right. Like you are sitting right in front of temptation. The what the scriptures say is to flee from it, to get up mm-hmm. and run away from it. You sitting down, getting comfortable, and watching it yeah. is literally the opposite of fleeing. <laughs> and so quite literally yeah yeah and, and so for those reasons and just the idea of objectifying the woman yeah. um yes yeah. men men are in nude scenes as well so and women are from what i've heard 30 percent of porn users mm-hmm. and so it's it's both genders yeah. here yeah. and so you're objectifying the individual yeah there that yeah. person is getting paid to do something sexually immoral to sin yeah yeah and the reason that yeah. they're getting paid the amount that they're getting paid is because the people producing mm-hmm. that content know that there will be enough people who watch it right. to justify paying this person that amount of money because they will make money in the long run Yeah, because there's enough viewers. Yep. Yeah. So I, I do not think Christians can or should watch mm. things with nude scenes. Good answer, Rob. You get five stars for that. Hey, thanks, Rick. No, I think that it is a touchy thing, but it shouldn't be a touchy thing. Yeah. Like, uh, it's very clear. I mean, I heard an argument the other day. That, um, I read it somewhere. Someone much smarter than me came up with it. But they're just talking about how there is a difference between watching violence, which is imaginary, and then watching people who are, even though they're not maybe having actual sex, Yeah. they are, like, unclothed, and they're performing things with together Yeah. that are wrong. Yeah. Right. And so it's not, it's very, it, you know, people are like, well, you, you watch this, you watch that. And I'm not, I'm not even saying we should watch a whole lot of violent stuff. I'm just saying you're not even talking about the same thing. Yeah. So that, so just trying to clarify, like, the reality is, and, and you made this point, we are, you're, you're indulging, you're taking entertainment in another creation, another creature, a person made in God's image, sending against the, yeah. the Almighty God. So, Anyway, that's that, it. That's that was, it. You're elevating the entertainment yep. above the call to be holy. Right, right. And you're saying, well, because it's entertainment, God's command to us to flee sexual morality, yeah. to flee yes. sin, yeah. doesn't apply here because it's entertainment. Right. 
when in reality that that is a a man and a woman mm-hmm. who are engaging in some form of sexual act even if it may not be sex mm-hmm. even if it's just a man embracing and kissing a woman yeah that isn't his wife right right you know what i mean yeah. And, that, and that's even convicting for me to say, because I've watched plenty of movies where there's been love stories and these two people yeah. are in, in doing this. But the, the principle of you can't elevate entertainment mm-hmm. above God's call to be holy. Right, right. And so, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that tying this back to my the point with being like f- celebrity culture, just fame and all that, is those are the things that are like, I mean, there's many things that kind of drive culture. But now with the, just the size of the entertainment industry from traditional films and TV to social media, all that stuff is huge. People are yeah. consuming massive quantities. So it's having massive influences on our culture, a, a massive influence on our culture. And people are becoming more desensitized to these things because all the people that they like are watching, even if they don't agree with them. Yeah. Like you're spending more time watching about these celebrities than you are about like reading about faithful Christians or talking with your brothers and sisters about how to follow Christ. Yeah. So, so it it just numbs us. And this ties into like another conversation about modesty. Hmm. I don't know. Modest is hardest. (laughs) When we get into that, but it needs to be talked about. But anyway, that, that, this is a jumping off point, Rob, for my next point. Okay. This is the heavy one. Oh boy. That one wasn't the heavy one? No. Good grief. Want to get that? Um, no. Um, so this is subjective, or, yeah, somewhat subjective, but how do you fight sin? Oh, sheesh. <laughs> Dang I, it. <laughs> I mean, try to think. Like, I, I don't want to take the, the super low-hanging fruit here, but I will because... That's probably what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Bible and prayer. <laughs> that's it. Like, be, spending time in the Word yeah. and spending time in prayer. Those are the yeah. two primary things, and there are other things, like being around other believers. Yeah. Um, who are encouraging me in my discipleship and in my sanctification, yeah. people who are willing to ask me questions yeah. like, hey, how are you doing? And yeah. hey, how can yeah. I pray for you? I am praying for you. How can I pray for you? Mm. Um, there, there's, I mean, those, those are the ordinary means of grace that God has placed in our life mm-hmm. to come together and to fulfill one another's mm-hmm. and to meditate on God's Word and to uh, spend time with Him in prayer. I mean, those are the, the primary ways. I'm about to do the yeah. Simeon Trust thing tomorrow, yeah. going to a Simeon Trust work, workshop, and the passages that have been assigned to me are in Second Timothy. Mm-hmm. And Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's letting him know that there's going to be persecution, there's going to be suffering, mm-hmm. and the way that you stay faithful is by, just as you followed me in all of my examples, mm-hmm. follow God's Word. Yes. And proclaim God's word. Yeah. And you see Paul saying, hey, like, there's going to be suffering. There's going to be persecution. You need to be in the word. You need to, to be pursuing mm-hmm. God. Yeah, yeah. The way that we fight sin, that persecution and that suffering that we go through until we are fully sanctified on the, on the other side of glory. Yeah. The way that we fight that is by pursuing God's word. That's right. Following what God has said and bring those things before him in prayer. Amen. And, and Okay, so I'm going to ask you a follow-up question, Okay. and then I'm going to riff, and I want you to answer the question. So I'm going to give you a couple minutes to think about it, but okay. how has that, how has you, how, how have you, how has you, how's you changed in that? <laughs> how has that changed for you over the years? Not that the ordinary means of grace have changed, yeah. but you're interacting with that. So you think about that for a second. I just okay. want to, as we talk about fighting sin, we're talking about all the things in the world, um, like Galatians 5, 1 said, is for freedom's sake that Christ has set you free. Therefore, don't enter into a, a yoke of slavery again, right? Understanding that Christ has freed us from the bond of sin. Before we were believers, we could do nothing but sin. Mm. Now we're free, and we, we should live in that freedom, right? Romans 6, uh, 11 says that we're dead to sin, and we're alive to Christ. It doesn't mean that sin um, doesn't affect us, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't have the, the weight or the authority over us, right? We can choose to indulge in it. Yeah, We don't have to. Right, we're free from that. And then Romans 8, 5, he who sets his mind on the things of the Spirit, that's what the Spirit desires. He who sets his mind on the things of the flesh, that's what the flesh desires. And I think about when, when David wrote in Psalm 119, how does a young man keep his way prayer? I meditate on your word day and night, you yeah. know, memorizing the Lord's commands and hiding them in our hearts. So there's like all these verses and passages that are helpful to memorize and to think through. 
But I feel like the, the idea of fighting sin feels archaic. It feels like, okay, what, like, what are we, like, super, like, religious, got to wear a three-piece suit. Like, mm. who fights? Like, what do you mean? I'm just trying to get through the day. Yeah. But the reality is sin is coming after you. That's what Scripture says, First Peter 5, 8, right? And so you need to, or is that Second Peter 5? Either way, the, the the enemy is coming after you yeah. and to devour you, and so you need to, to to fight those things. But how have you, Rob, seen just over the course from teenage, Rob, college onward into adulthood, and now as a pastor helping other people fight sin? Um, again, probably not a lot of has changed as far as where you go to, yeah. but how you interact with it has. Yeah, I was going to say the the go to is still going to the Word, going to prayer, and going to other brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, as a guy, I'm going to brothers. That's uh, probably a good idea. Yeah. And why would you do that, Rob? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so those things have stayed the same. The things that have changed, when I was a teenager, it was more so just about what I needed to do. So performance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I remember being being very legalistic. And most of that is probably my own fault, but I was very legalistic in yeah. my approach to it. Um, as I've gotten older, and now especially as, as a pastor, when someone confesses sin to me or says, hey, pray for me in this area, this is where I'm struggling, um, and now I, I, I do the same thing in my life because other people have done it for me, yeah. is say, okay, first and foremost, like, be reminded of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that sin that you're wrestling with, yeah. that area where you have fallen, where you continue to have difficulty and where you continue to um, struggle, that place where you're, you are really wrestling yeah. and you're not seeing the victory that you want to see right now, yeah. know that every time you've fallen, like yeah. that has been paid for. Mm-hmm. That, that punishment has been mm-hmm. paid for by your Savior. If you are in Christ, you do not have to continue to beat yourself up. Yeah. That punishment has already been, been taken care of. You should repent. Yeah. You should confess it to God and ask for his help yeah. to help you overcome this. Mm-hmm. And so I've been quicker with that, yeah. of being able to, to say, hey, first, let's not forget the gospel. Mm-hmm. Gospel is good news. You're frustrated. You're saddened because this sin seems to be an ongoing thing in your life. Yeah. Let's look at the good news and understand why it's good news. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The second thing is we can't just stop there because... Mm-hmm. It's now a both hand of not only is there good news, but there needs to be, we need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Yes. God forgives anyone who repents. Yeah. However, we must bear fruit in keeping mm-hmm. with repentance, and there's mm-hmm. going to be actions that are consistent with someone who is fighting sin. Otherwise, it's just empty words. Mm-hmm. And so try to encourage guys like, okay, like what, what, what can we do? Can yeah. we... Just here, yeah. yeah like, yeah. what do we need to adjust? Like, when is this happening? Mm-hmm. Or when do you feel yourself um, feeling pulled this direction? Right. Or whatever it is. Um, like, let's okay. When that happens, maybe instead of this, let's do this and yeah. try to encourage guys and myself as well, trying to say, okay, be reminded of the gospel, mm-hmm. and now let's bear fruit in keeping repentance. What would repentance look like here if right. there were fruit doesn't mean that i'm going to automatically have victory i hope that i do I pray that i do right however let's move the needle a little bit here what does that look like yeah no that's good that's real good rob you should write a book on that i don't know no but i think it's fighting sin is a touchy thing right because we all have sin and we're all supposed to be fighting it and yeah. just as i the passage i referenced but it is first peter 5 8 uh, which I should have known because there's not five chapters in Second I Peter. Knew it. I knew it. And uh, it said, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith, knowing the same kind of suffering. Sufferings are being experienced by your brothers throughout the world. Right. So you're not alone in your suffering, whether that's persecution coming from you, from the world, from the outside, or even your own flesh. Right. And I, I think that well, just our relationship over the years of confession and repentance yeah, yep. and those things is a beautiful um, gift to me, to us. But also understanding, like you're saying, understanding the gospel. When people were struggling in sin, it's because we're not we don't understand sin. Mm. We don't understand the gospel. Mm. We have a we have too light of a view of both things. Yeah. So we don't understand the weight of like man, 
that Jesus, the creator of the universe, had to die to atone for this, and also the reality of the life that we have and the good news of the gospel and how it changes us. Yeah. And um, just reminding yourself again of those things and uh, just consuming more, like intentionally consuming more of God's word. Yeah. Um, I've noticed in my own life that just the more consistent I can be in the word and the more time I have in the word, it, it's like it's um, it's like a, a food thing. Like the more I'm eating of a healthy food, I'm not hungry. Yeah. For the, for the junk food, I'm not whatever. So I, I'm just you're eating more, you're you're devouring more of the word of life, and so your just your appetite for sin diminishes. Yeah. So that was really insightful too. What you said about how we have too light of a view of both. Yeah. I've, I've often heard we have too light of a view of of sin. Mm-hmm. Like the sin is weightier than what we realize, which 100 yeah. percent absolutely that's right. Yeah. Um, but also having too light of a view of the gospel. Yeah, is is the helpful other side of that coin that we need to be reminded of. Yeah, because you're not gonna. Because I've been guilty of this, where you affirm the gospel, but yeah. then you are still trying to like white knuckle it out. And you're like, well, I still need to be disciplined. It's like, well, you do, but where do you think the power to be disciplined is going to come from? Yeah, right. Not you, right? So, yeah. Anyway, any other thoughts on that fighting fighting sin? No. Yeah. I thought okay. That was good. So I don't know where we're at time wise, but I got one more thing. We're at about forty minutes. Okay. We got time. So okay. So in the in the vein of fighting, <laughs> do you ever just want to fight someone? <laughs> I mean, as a full grown adult um, man with kids and a minivan, yeah, and a mortgage. No. Uh, um, that that feeling has not come over me in a long time. Wanting okay. to actually fight somebody, yeah. Like there might be now, a, it some... could be it could be specific. Like you know, I want to fight that guy, or it could be like I just like just want to fight something. Want to like. Throw throw fists. No, not really. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> like I don't get me wrong, there there are moments where I'm like, okay, I want to do something more competitive. Okay, yeah. Like I want to get into a a, a pretty competitive basketball game. Or I want to get yeah. into a I would love to go play some backyard football and like really get the competitive juices going. Mm. But fighting somebody yeah. is not not the way that I am really excited about okay, doing okay. that. There are people where I've been like, man, I I'd love to just punch you in the throat. Well, that was my next question. Okay, was yeah. The follow-up. Is there anyone you just were like, man, I just want to oh, punch yeah, you right yeah, in the face? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure that's okay, happened. Okay. Um, so that's sin. Like, we got to fight that. Yeah, 100%. But? <laughs> but like the idea of, <laughs> like, <laughs> man, is there anybody that, I would just love to fight somebody. Like, that? no. That, okay. No. Because yeah. there's like, again, the, the uh, I just want to punch this guy in the face. Yeah. Or that person, I just want to like, like that, that's an issue of your heart. You need yeah. to deal with that. But I think sometimes the desire, just like not that I want to go like inflict immense pain and and mess someone's face up, but sometimes like I just want to sort of like fight something. And I think it's very similar to that like competitive like I just want to go and I want like exert immense amount of energy yeah. and great effort and a physical um, I was gonna say altercation, but like a physical testing. Yeah. And see what happens, and hopefully come out on top but. yeah so i was listening to i think i think it was definitely ted cluck talk about this yeah and he was talking about boxing you yeah. know he prefers boxing over mm-hmm. mma mm-hmm. because he said boxing there's an art to it yeah. like there's a we're gonna put on the gloves like you can only use your fists um it's like this this hey there are ground rules of yeah. these are the things that we can do and can't do and right. we're gonna engage in a gentleman fight yeah like a gentleman's fight mm-hmm. whereas mma just feels more bloodbath yeah like, like kind of I, I don't think he used this term but trashy he's like there's like a mm. chain link fence around and and like yeah. I, I get what he's saying right um there's a bit more of an art to yeah. to boxing yes um and so like if there is there any desire in me to like put on the gloves and maybe box mm. there'd be more of a desire for that yeah but just like I don't know, straight up fight somebody that's yeah. not really a desire that I have. Do you, okay, this is the last question I have. It's just follow up with this one. Yeah. Now that you're almost 30. Yeah. Um, do you, Are you concerned about like injuries now? Are you? Dude, a little bit. So <laughs> I, I've done this old man thing, which we've already talked about on the podcast, where I joined the rec center. Yeah. And I go there and I just shoot basketball hoops. Yeah. I just shoot around. Still doing that. I'm still doing that. Good, yep. Good, oh yeah. Good for you. Oh yeah. Real working out really hard these days. You're closing your circuit. Your uh, loops. My loops. Okay. Yep. My good. rings. Your rings. And um, 
I'm supposed to be in this basketball league with some guys. So speaking of competitive juices, yeah. I'm very excited for it. And I am not great at basketball. Yeah. But I, I'm very excited for this league. And I'm shooting around and I'm like starting to run around a little bit more. I'm trying yeah. to do like quicker cuts and whatnot. I'm yeah. Like, I might like I, I've been very fortunate. The Lord's been very kind to me. I might injure something. Sports wise, played a lot of sports yeah. growing up. Never had a major injury. The mm-hmm. worst that ever happened to me was I think I broke my ankle playing pickup basketball. I mean, and, I, I think I'd call that a major injury. But it wasn't like it didn't slow you down once you reca- you rehabbed. Yeah, that. But but it wasn't a. I had to set any time for um, a league or a sport that I was playing. Yeah. So this was in the winter. Yeah. And I think it was when I was done playing college baseball. Okay. So I never had like an injury where I'm like, oh, he's out for six weeks. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, like yeah. where it affected exactly people other than you. Yeah. yeah so yeah. fortunate with that, but I was shooting hoops at the rec center and started moving around a little bit quicker than what it was. I thought, oh man, I should, I should probably be careful. Yeah. Because yeah. it's going to be real embarrassing if I tear my ACL <laughs> just shooting hoops by myself at the rec center <laughs> like I'm an like old man. Laying down on the ground, <laughs> yeah, exactly. empty court. Exactly. Help me. I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, man. So I am a little bit more concerned yeah. about it. Yeah. But I'm also, Wait. thankfully, I don't have like a an injury that has happened before that I need to be like worried about. Yeah, yeah. Other than my ankle. I'll wear an ankle brace. But Good. I feel like half the people who play basketball wear ankle braces. So that's yeah. not something that I'm... It's almost like a it's like a badge or something these days. Like, oh, I'm legit. I have ankle braces or knee braces or shooting sleeves. I'm not I, saying it I, is. I was going to say, I will not wear a shooting sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it's like, how much like extra can you put on your body before yeah, you exactly. get out on the court? So. Exactly. I used, to play, I used to play pickup basketball with some guys on Sunday evenings. There'd be these middle-aged guys. I mean, 30s, 40s. Yeah. And they come in, they'd be sliding on their shooting sleeves, oh, like yeah. sliding on their, it's not a knee brace, but thing. it's like their compression, yeah. like the thing they put over their knee. And, and I'm like, how many accessories do you need for a middle-aged man's pickup basketball? Well, I mean, now that you're heading that way, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you're going to find out. Well, they, they weren't accessories. <laughs> that were doing anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Like, I, Let's be honest. It's, com- shooting, a shooting it's compensation. Sleeve, <laughs> shooting sleeve does nothing. Okay. <laughs> There's, I'm sure there's serious basketball players who are like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. However, it doesn't change it. <laughs> I don't think a shooting sleeve does much of anything. Yeah. And like the Under Armour compression type things that you put, like the compression pants mm. that, you, that these guys no will wear pushers. underneath their yeah. shorts. I'm like, yeah. Maybe it's know. because it's comfy or something. Maybe it's you don't want to sweat. And yeah. so you were, okay, sure. But it can't be elevating your game. No. It's a mental thing. You know it is. Look good, play good, baby. I mean, there there is like a shred of truth to that in life. I'm not at all But I don't think that. it works on the field or on the court or the pitch. Like, like when you're doing that stuff, I mean, you just better be wearing like appropriate attire. Yeah. You can look like garbage, but if it if it's not hindering you. I will say I'm very, very happy that you said pitch. Yeah. It shows that you, you've got some soccer knowledge, some <laughs> football knowledge. <laughs> Well done. I meant rugby, but it's it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I, no, all that included. I think uh, cricket, they call that a pitch as well. Really? I was trying to hit like three sports. With well one. done. Well and done. I could have just butchered them all. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, all right, Rob, th- those are the three things I want to talk to you about. Sweet. So, all um, right. You got any, any insight people... that you want to throw out with that? I did a lot of the talking. No, I mean, we, we shared, we went back and forth. We it, was a, it was a good volley. We, yeah, we ping pong. Um, uh, do I want to add about fighting people? Yeah, do you, have you ever had that desire? Oh, years ago. Okay, yeah. Um, haven't had it for a long time. In high school, I used to get in fights for fun with a buddy of mine. We'd put on some MMA gloves and go at it. But no one ever got, like, seriously hurt. It wasn't, yeah. like, a real fight. Yeah. I remember, like, fighting my brother and cousins. Like, but it was always, like, you're mad enough to fight, but you're not mad enough to, like, actually fight. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, as an adult, no, I haven't had the, fight, the the desire to fight someone in a long time. Do you have any friends? Yeah, who... I do. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's all I need to know. Do you have any friends? Do you have any you friends? Knock who, them all out. Who are really into like the MMA or just fighting scene in general? Hmm. I think about that. I don't think so. I like like I they've got their own kickboxing thing set up or punching no. bag in the basement. And they put on the gloves and they're working on their form. Not that I know of. Okay. Especially not at this age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's an incredible way to stay in shape. 
Oh yeah, it's a great it's a great workout. Um, I think that's why I would like to get like coming from somebody who doesn't do it. It's a great workout. It's a great workout. Believe me. Um, I've seen it done. (laughs) I've observed it once or twice. (laughs) They sweat. (laughs) Perspiration's happening. Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, so there's no one like in my life that's like, oh yeah, they're really big into this or that. And so, uh, it's probably also why I feel more distant from that. I think it would be cool if I had like a neighbor who was really into boxing, and I could like train and and, like. Not that I really want to go fight someone, but the thing is about the heart. I feel like people who who do a lot of training and fighting, like, I feel like they're always, like, sizing everybody up. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be exhausting. Yeah. Everyone you see comes into proximity, whether you're walking to the store or you're going to a restaurant, you're just like, can I take him or not? Can I take him or not? You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, that That sounds... Um, I never experienced that because I'm not a trained fighter, um, but I've heard that from people here. It's just like... Listeners, if you weren't sure, Rick is not a trained fighter. I am not a trained fighter. Yeah. I'll fight, though. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'll wrestle. I don't have any qualms about it. We'll throw down. <laughs> um, well, you've got three boys. You're going to have the opportunity oh, to. Yeah, we'll be. I fight them. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Daddy wins. <laughs> I train Will because we'll wrestle and he'll have to say uncle, right? Because it's the old, yeah. like, say oh, uncle. Yeah. and I do the same well, thing. The fight, when he started, he wouldn't say uncle. He would say his uncle's name. <laughs> He'd say his <laughs> uncle Chris. He'd say, Chris, Uncle yeah. Chris. Um, but then I told him he'd say uncle, then he'd say daddy wins. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So, so I tickle Finley yeah. until she, and I was like, gotta say uncle. <laughs> and so she's like cracking up, she says uncle. And part of me wonders if she's going to be super confused when we're like, hey, that, that's, that's your uncle. uncle. That's uncle Wyatt. <laughs> He's your uncle. Uncle Wyatt. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, anyway, I'm not in the mood to fight, but I'll fight if I need to. Yeah. Good, man. All right. Anything else? That's it. Sweet. All right, guys. If you uh, want to talk about any of these other topics, or have us, if you have any other topics for us to talk about, we'd be happy to um, talk to wade into those waters. Mm-hmm. Head over to simpletheology.org where you can suggest some of those. You can also leave us a review on any podcast listening service app. That's that's what I was getting at. <laughs> what do the kids call that these days? I almost said podcast device. <laughs> If you have your MP3 player, you yeah, can download exactly. this and put it on your MP3. If you, uh, if you go to Napster, <laughs> download Civil Theology. Dude, that's so funny. That I was great. thinking, this hit me the other day. This is this is so random, but um, I was sitting somewhere and I heard a cash register. Uh-huh. I thought, you know what? Wow, yeah. That's going to be gone soon. Yeah. Not It's just the beeping. It's like a ding and all that, you know. Well, like that. Like remove your card. Oh, yeah, right. You know I mean? That's it. That's yeah. the new sound. So, like, it's like, man, will our kids know the sound of a cash register? Dog it's a crazy it. world we're living in. God help us all. <laughs> it's the world we live in. <laughs> all right. All right. Peace out, y'all. Head over to simplytheology.org if you want to find more episodes or leave some recommendations mm-hmm. for topics. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.